Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 27. This is the parable of the ten minas. And I almost made a big mistake by skipping over it and simply referring you back to Matthew 25, 14 through 30, which is the parable of the talents. As it is, I would recommend that you go back and listen to that. That's episode 569 because it is very similar to this parable. But there are enough significant differences that there's probably no way these are the same parables. And while many of the same themes are present, I think Luke, who under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is writing this orderly account for Theophilus, puts it here to make a specific point that relates back to Jesus and Zacchaeus, yesterday's text. Let's jump in at verse 11. As they heard these things, he proceeded to tell a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. So that's a helpful opening sentence from Luke. He tells us exactly why Jesus tells this parable they're nearing Jerusalem, and the people think that the kingdom of God is going to appear immediately. In other words, they're getting close to the political center of Israel. The Jews think the Messiah is going to show up and take over in a political way, and they think it's going to happen soon. Now, if Jesus is the Messiah, and we're headed to Jerusalem, and he's saying the things he's been saying, then this thing's about to happen. But Jesus tells this parable to show them that no, a bunch of time is going to go by. One other thing that we're going to come back to, it says that as they heard these things. That's referencing yesterday's text about Jesus and Zacchaeus. You can go back and listen to that devotion if you haven't. But in the very last verse of that text, Jesus says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Lost people like Zacchaeus. That's why he came to earth, to seek and to save the lost. Hold on to that thought and we'll come back to it at the end. Going on at verse 12, here's the parable he told them. A nobleman went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. Calling ten of his servants, he gave them ten minas and said to them, engage in business until I come. A mina, or maybe I'm saying it wrong, a mina is an amount of money, about three months wages. So you might remember in the parable of the talents, there were three people that he divvied out different amounts of talents to. In this case, he gave each of ten servants one mina. That's one of the differences between the two parables. In fact, I'm going to link an article in the show notes that go through some of the other differences that we don't have time to get into. You can find that link in the show notes for this episode. So as he's handing out this minus, verse 14, but his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we do not want this man to reign over us. When he returned, having received the kingdom, he ordered these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know what they had gained by doing business. The first came to him saying, Lord, your mina has made 10 minas more. And he said to him, well done, good servant, because you've been faithful in very little, you shall have authority over 10 cities. And the second came saying, Lord, your mina has made five minas. And he said to him, and you are to be over five cities. By the way, I think it's significant that these first two servants report back to their master saying, Lord, your mina. In other words, what you gave me. That's a good thing for us to remember. The things that the Lord gives us, whether they're money or opportunities or talents or influence, these things are ultimately the Lord's. They're not ours. Verse 20, then another came saying, Lord, here is your mina, which I kept laid away in a handkerchief for I was afraid of you because you are a severe man. You take 
take what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. Severe doesn't mean violence. Severe just means strict. He has very high standards and high expectations. The master said to this third guy, I will condemn you with your own words, you wicked servant. You knew that I was a severe man, taking what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow? Then why did you not just put my money in the bank and at my coming I might have collected it with interest? The master really calls this third servant's bluff. You can tell me that you didn't do anything because you were afraid of me, but the fact is you were lazy. Because if you really thought of me the way you said you thought of me, you would have at least put it on account at the bank so I could have it with interest. Don't blow smoke at me, man. That's kind of the tone that I'm picking up from the master's conversation with this third guy. Going on in verse 24, and he said to those who stood by, take the mina from him and give it to the one who has the ten minas. And they said to him, Lord, he has ten minas. In other words, he's already got enough. Why does he need another one? Verse 26, I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is all very similar to the parable of the talents, but here in verse 27, it's quite a bit different. But as for these enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them, bring them here and slaughter them before me. So unlike the parable of the talents, in the parable of the ten minas, there are enemies. These people are separate from the ten who were given the minas. These are the people who said, no, we don't want this guy to be our king. We don't want him to reign over us. There's a part of this parable that seems to be foreshadowing what's going to happen in AD 70, that is when the Romans sack Jerusalem. There's another aspect of this parable that seems to foreshadow what will happen in the final judgment. Different servants of Jesus, people who trusted Jesus, people who will be in heaven will be given different rewards based on what they did with the things he entrusted them with on earth. But for the people who never trusted him, for the people who did not want to be under his authority at all, like these enemies in this parable, they will be completely destroyed. I've heard people ask in the past, why is the God of the Old Testament so mean and harsh and the God of the New Testament seems to be so much more compassionate and kind? Vodi Bakum, one of my favorite preachers, answered that question by saying, if that's what you think, you haven't read to the end of the New Testament. And I would suggest you haven't read to the end of this parable because when the end comes, Jesus is going to come as a conquering king and those who didn't submit to his authority are going to pay a severe price, one that is indicated at the end of this parable. Now, I said we were going to come back to verse 10, which is the end of yesterday's text, where it says the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This parable comes right on the heels of that. And I think there's a, and I think there's a chance that Luke, God through Luke, is reminding us that the reason Jesus, the master, the king, the ruler, came was to seek and to save the lost. And so while he is away and while we're waiting his return, those of us who are his servants have been given minas. We ought to be doing business. We ought to be leveraging those minas with the same end in mind, that is to seek and to save the lost. So the question that comes out of this for me is what are you doing? What am I doing with what God has entrusted us in a way that helps to seek and to save lost people? I don't know about you, but I want to be a 10 mina type of guy. I want to have great influence. I want to be faithful. That's my prayer that the Lord would allow that to happen and that he would help me to use what he's given me in a way that multiplies it beyond what I could ask or imagine so that when that day of accounting comes, even though my salvation is already fixed through faith in Jesus, I want my reward to be great because I surrendered to the King. I pursued the things that were close to his heart. I hope that's your desire too. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 
30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.